fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. You know, I'm always happy to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. So do I, and that's really why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. You can call us at 888-335-5204 on Mondays at the 2 p.m. Eastern Time, which is where we are right now, 11 a.m. Pacific. And I've been on Voice America three years. I was one of the one of the new or one of the newer people, and the Internet has grown so much, and now there are so many wonderful, wonderful programs on Voice America. So I really encourage those of you who are listening to this to surf. Go to voiceamerica.com, and there are three networks. There's Voice America Business, there's Voice America Health, and there's Voice America, and uh, just wonderful shows. I have a great guest on today. We're going to be talking about food, but but food and nutrition from a different perspective. We're going to really be talking about health. We're going to talk about what are the joys and the health benefits of eating good food, um, why is food our fuel, and also enjoyment of food. You know, we spend a lot of time, I interview lots of people to talk about what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, how this food isn't good for you and that food isn't good for you, and many people are just plain afraid of food and afraid of eating. And food can be joyous and should be joyous and should be nurturing, and we have on a great guest to talk about it. My guest today is Betsy Beaven. She is the co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, including The Political Palette. She was co-founder and professional chef at Bloodroot Vegetarian Restaurant for 24 years, which was named one of the top ten vegetarian restaurants in the country by Vegetarian Times. And we're talking today about health benefits and joys of cooking seasonal, organic, and ethnic foods of all kinds. Welcome, Betsy Beaven. Well, thank you so much. What a great introduction, and I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> well, you know, let, let's talk about this. Let's first talk about Betsy in your opinion. I mean, you've been in this business a long time. Why are people so afraid of food now, and why, has, why, why have we come to this? Well, I think that's a great question. I think the key to what you're saying there is fear. Um, I think when you're in fear, it's very hard to find the joy of eating because yeah. you're so focused on um, the problem uh, of, you know, what you're going to eat and is this healthy for me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying that thinking about health isn't important. Of course it is. But actually, um, I think when you're in that fear, that's where you're vibrating from. Uh, when you approach food from the place of joy, whether it's cooking, eating, or feeding yourself uh, with uh, truly delicious varieties of food from all over the world, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be less focused on, um, you know, the fear you're, you're going to be uh, enjoying. And, and, and just like the, the movie, you know, um, 
what the bleep do we know? Right. You know, that it's all about what's coming from the inside of you. Mm-hmm. So if you, you feed yourself spiritually and also nutritionally and you enjoy, then, you know, you're far less health, less likely to get um, sick because you're well, not focused there, too. Another thing I'd like to have you address is this whole thing about quantity because everything now is, you know, portion controlled. And I guess my question is, when you're eating the right foods, Betsy, and they're pure or they're organic and they're good for you, do you have to really worry so much about quantity? Does that kind of take care of itself? Um, I believe that it does. Um, okay. Once again, I think it's, again, uh, there's a focus on, on the image of uh, being, you know, um, too fat or too thin or any number of things. Right. And actually, when you let go of that and you actually have a sense of well-being and enjoying your food, mm-hmm. then I think you can eat with great gusto and great abundance. And your body, the important we'll thing you. is is listening to your body. I think mm-hmm. too many people listen to other people sometimes mm-hmm. rather than listening. Right. You know, sometimes I will eat a great quantity of food because I'm very hungry and I may overeat a little bit, but that's okay because the next day I probably won't eat as much. My yeah. body will simply mm-hmm. tell me. It's really about deep listening to the body, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Anyway. You know, and, and another, another thing that I want to bring up or I want to ask you because I found this in my own life. You know, when people say, well, I can't eat that, I'm allergic to it. And, you know, they've been allergic to this thing for 20 years. And I found in my own life there were foods I thought I was allergic to, and I stayed away from them for five, six, ten years. Right. And then I went back and tried again, and I was okay. Yep. I'm not saying to eat it in great quantity. Yep. But, you know, it was like, oh, well, I can't eat that because that bothers me, and and now I'm finding I can. Yeah. I mean, and so I guess I'm asking about, Judging, engaging, and knowing what we need. Right. Well, um, you know, I've worked in the health field for a long time. Um, I worked with a naturopathic doctor, and um, I do see when people eat a lot of fast food and eat on the run mm-hmm. and so forth um, that they they don't do as well with their digestion. They're not they're not coming from a place of mindfulness. Right. Um, but. Um, when they uh, make some switches in their diets and so forth and start to eat in, in a way that they enjoy, that's more mindful, that's slower, that's mm-hmm. healthier, um, I, I just think you, you find that some of these, these allergies and so forth begin to kind of drop out of, their, out of the system. And, mm-hmm. and I've seen people who haven't eaten things for many years and then they go back and they eat them and they're fine. Um, again, it's about deep listening. I prefer to listen to my body and if something mm-hmm. um, isn't quite right, then I probably won't eat it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's something that, that I'm not digesting well, but I'm going to listen to my body before anything else. But there are always phases, and, uh, you know, there's always, there's always uh, every single year there are different things that come in that say that this could be an allergen. But you yourself have to trust your body as to um, whether that's true for you or mm-hmm. not. But that's, you know, that's where I come from. I trust uh, myself that Betsy, way. give us some, what you would say would be some general... I hate to use the word rules, but maybe general guidelines in all your years of cooking vegetarian, A, should we be vegetarian, and B, what would be some of your general guidelines for eating well? Okay, that's a really great question. Um, whether one should be a vegetarian or not uh, is, is really, uh, you know, a very individual uh, a choice. Um, there are some good reasons to be, for sure. Uh, um, there's a lot of um, talk about vegetarians not getting enough protein, and, mm-hmm, and I don't right. think that's really true. If you eat uh, a diversity of uh, legumes and 
pulses and, uh, you know, tofus and all kinds of, and I mean, quinoa. Right. Quinoa is one of the highest grains. Uh, so um, while I myself am not entirely vegetarian anymore, I am, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, what I do is, is I approach it from first from the point of view is, um, because I love food. I love cooking. I love the joy of it. I love mm-hmm. the taste of it. But to me, if you eat a diversity of food, for one thing, if you mm-hmm. eat, um, you know, uh, whether you're, whether it's grains or whatever it is that you, you eat, salads and so forth, if you eat the diversity. If you eat, um, if you eat in season, that's another thing I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not entirely possible to do, but most of the time, like I eat strawberries. I tend to eat them in June. I eat mm-hmm. tomatoes in the summer. I eat mm-hmm. corn in the summer. Yeah. I eat, uh, I love all the fall vegetables. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, and then I also try to eat organic as much as possible. Uh, at the Boyd restaurant, they have a fantastic, uh, you know, organic garden. And when I was there, I used to bring in farmers, organic farmers, Mm -hmm. because even though people sometimes say it costs a bit more, in the end it doesn't because you're not cl- you're not paying to clean up the pesticides mm-hmm. or, or and your kids are healthier. Well, let me, Betsy, let me go back for a minute. When sure. you're talking about eating in season, mm-hmm. tell tell our listeners the reason that's important. I'm sorry. What the reason for eating in season? Well, um, the the basic reason is uh, people have done this uh, up until very recently. Really, uh, I've always eaten because we whatever we grew, that's what we ate in season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because the vitality of the food, the freshness of the food, um, it's just like when you go into a garden, you pick that tomato right then and there, and you eat right. it. It's vital, right. uh, but um, and it's going to be more vital even in the supermarket if it's just been brought in and picked fairly recently. Right. Uh, so that's just a matter of, in, in a way, almost logic. I, I believe it is healthier, but also the vitality and the gusto that you experience with food, it, it, it's going to be fresher. Well, I've so, also heard, you know, too, that we're, the climate we're in, our body's acclimated to. Yes, that's right. And so for me, in the winter, I'm going to eat more uh, potatoes and pasta and grains Wash, and dumplings. Yeah. Yeah. And in the summer, I'm going to eat lighter. I'm going to have the squashes and tomatoes and, and then the blueberries. And, you know, so uh, that's... Uh, that's what, what about, for example, like I live on the East Coast, so yep. what about if I wanted to eat a pineapple? Now, if I want a pineapple, fresh pineapple, it's going to be flown from Hawaii. You know, exactly. I'm just not going to get fresh pineapple. Right. I mean, I'm going to get fresh pineapple, but I, I you know, I'm... Uh, Unless it's, you know, overnighted to me from Hawaii the day before for a million dollars. You know what I mean? I'm not, it's not going to be vital. So what do you say, would you say to somebody, well, you know, if they don't grow it in your area, then, then don't eat it? Or do you say? No, absolutely, absolutely not. I would just use it as kind of a guideline. I mean, I love, um, I love pineapples. Me and too. in fact, um, pineapples that, they come in what they call jet fresh. And indeed, they have been flown in. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you get an organic pineapple, there's just nothing like it. When I went to India one time, and I spent some time there, and, and the diversity of food there is mind-blowing, of course, but I would have all these fresh fruits that were picked every day, and, of course, mm-hmm. that was amazing. Mm-hmm. But a very good organic pineapple that comes in, um, and you cut it open and eat it, oh, my God, it's, it's, first of all, the color of it is magnificent. And so it's it's not it's not that you don't do that. Of course you do that. I mean, it's not that I uh, I, I do eat um, things that that haven't been just picked. But as a guideline, if I know it's organic and I know it's uh, perhaps local, I'm going to go to that first. Uh, and then secondly, I might go and you know buy other things that have been mm-hmm. that might not be in season. But okay. that's just a kind of a guideline. So yeah, of course, um, I I don't cut off any options really. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of 
You know, and I tell this to people. You know, you're going to go buy something like fennel. A lot of people don't know what fennel is. It is available year-round, but in the fall, it tastes the best. It's a root. And yes. It, mm-hmm. it's, a cross, it's a cross between, like, celery and licorice, mm-hmm. and it's great for your digestive system. Mm-hmm. Anybody who has any problems with it, you know, you eat that and it just clears right up, and Italians use it and so forth. Mm-hmm. But, yes, um, it's going to taste better to me in the fall. That's when I tend to buy it rather than, mm-hmm. say, you know, summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are things because of my own experience that mm-hmm. I know that. All right, Betsy, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are talking to Betsy Beaven, and we are talking about cooking and about food. Betsy is the co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, including The Political Palette. She was co-founder and professional chef at Bloodwood Vegetarian Restaurant for 24 years, which was named one of the top vegetarian restaurants in the country by Vegetarian Times. Folks, you can call us at 800-335-5204 here on Mondays Live, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. When we come back, we're going to talk more about general guidelines for eating, uh, why Betsy feels that organic is important, and, you know, a few more things about eating well, and maybe we'll get her to share some recipes, too. So stay tuned. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Information you need, when you need it. VoiceAmerica.com This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plesner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime... Your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. If you are a self-published author or an independent publisher, you know how difficult it is to gain maximum exposure. For the latest ways to increase publicity for your work, tune in to On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Maxine will interview thriving independent authors and give you the opportunity to call in and have your questions answered. She will also teach you fresh and innovative ways to gain more visibility and enhance sales for your book. The printed word has the ability to record culture and make history. Once again, that's On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson, every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Make your words count on voiceamerica.com. 
Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, the future is now, and so do I. That's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can hear the archives of these shows by going onto voiceamerica.com and finding my show. You can also go onto raskinresources.com and you can get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. You can call us on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, from 2 to 3, 888-335-5204, and the rebroadcast is Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. My guest today is Betsy Beaven, and we are talking about food in a very, very positive way, and in a different way often from what we hear about, what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, the diets. We're not talking about diets today. We're talking about how food nourishes you and takes care of you and how good it can be for you and how, you, how to make good choices. My guest is Betsy Beaven. She's a co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, including The Political Palace. She was co-founder and professional chef at Bloodroot Vegetarian Restaurant for 24 years, where she was named one of the top ten vegetarian restaurants in the country by Vegetarian Times. Welcome back. Well, thank you. And people can log on to bloodroot.com, www.bloodroot.com. So the restaurant is still there. Yes, it is. In Westport, Connecticut. Yep, and if so I'm, I'm from Connecticut originally. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes, great. I am, and I lived in the southern part of Connecticut for a few years, and I did visit Bloodroot, and it was a wonderful restaurant. Oh, that's wonderful. How great. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. Let's talk, about, um, let's talk more about what you think are some really good guidelines, whether you're vegetarian or not, for good eating. For good eating. Um, well, uh, before, of course, I mentioned seasonal. I also uh, am a big proponent of organic. Um, because? Um, well, I, I do think it is um, fresher and healthier. Uh, I also feel that um, uh, if I can go into, a, say, a supermarket like Wild Oats, which is where I do a lot of my shopping, mm-hmm. I can get uh, fresh uh, beans, nuts, spices in bulk, uh, which I, I, I appreciate. Um, I also know that um, the, the, the foods tend to be more nutrient-rich. If I'm going to get a big head of organic broccoli, uh, it's, to me it's going to be more, have more nutrients in it. And also um, a lot of the foods uh, are, uh, with organic foods are under a fair trade uh, label so that the farmers who are spending the time and not putting the chemicals uh, on, the, on the food that I'm eating will get a fair wage. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many reasons, uh, really. Uh, if you eat meat, for those who do, uh, to get be able to buy some without antibiotics and hormones, uh, first of all, it's just going to taste better, mm-hmm. too. So you've got health reasons. And you're not getting the pesticides in your body. The You're not. So right away, uh, right. just like you want to have positive thoughts in your life, you want to you want to eat the food that's freshest. Right. Plus your examples right. to your children that mm-hmm. they will enjoy it. You know? What about organic eggs? Uh, well, to me, there's just nothing like a I fresh agree with you. By the way, organic egg. I mean, I can taste the difference in a second, um, and just the vitality and the, the yumminess of of of, a, of that kind of an egg is. 
and I and in the restaurant when I was at the restaurant we used to get organic and we made the best omelets around. People would come to brunch and say, "What's the difference?" And besides having mm-hmm. great, you know, really good recipes, mm-hmm. it is the freshness of these organic eggs without the hormones and the antibiotics and all the rest of it. Um, and they're fed, you know, they're fed marigolds and you know all kinds of wonderful things that mm-hmm. then get passed on because all of life is energy. So if the energy that you have is positive energy, positive food, and so forth, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're less likely to get sick. You're going to have a joyous mm-hmm. life, and you're going to pass on the gusto and not the fear right. to your children. Right. You know, Betsy, I'd like to talk about some things that, um, some foods, mm-hmm. that, for example, you know, the sweets and candy. Let's yeah. talk about chocolate, because a lot of people love chocolate, and we're reading more and more that there are antioxidants in chocolate and that if you get really good chocolate, that it's good for you. I mean, not within this massive quantity, but you don't want to eat anything in massive quantity. Talk about chocolate, Betsy. Well, um, it's easy to talk about chocolate because I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You do. Um, Yes, I do. And I eat chocolate probably two or three times a week or Uh at least twice a week. You Uh, eat a certain kind of chocolate? um, Yeah, I... uh, Well, no, not necessarily. Um, I do... Uh, since I shop at, you know, uh, Wild Oats, I, I tend to buy uh, organic chocolates that are there. I think Paul Newman has a line of chocolate that's out that's very good. But um, it, it's true. I mean, chocolate is something, um, it's interesting because women uh, lots of times say they crave chocolate, you know, before their periods. And I think there's something in the chocolate, the nutrients in the chocolate that is, uh, you know, a benefit, and that's just by instinct. But I enjoy it because I just think it tastes so good. It's been around for a very long time, and um, so I, I, well, I won't always buy organic chocolate. Sometimes I'll just see, you know, what looks like a good Belgium chocolate, and I'll buy that. I used to go to the fancy food shows in New York and would try all kinds of chocolates. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's all about proportion. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like some chocolate with nuts and not too sweet, and that's where I'm coming from, and it satisfies me. I don't need to eat a lot of it, um, but I do find it, um, you know, just delicious. So I'm not going to deny myself chocolate. It's just one of those beautiful substances in the world. It's it's food that you do after you've had, you know, your all your nutritious food, of course, but, um, gee, even a cup of hot chocolate, you know, in the middle of the winter is enormously satisfying. Uh, but, again, I, I like good ingredients. I like it to be as organic as possible um, and delicious. I, I grew up eating, you know, chocolate over my ice cream, too. You know, there's a, there's a place up in Maine that they make their own uh, chocolate fudge. And, mm-hmm. oh, my God. So, But, again, it's all in proportion. It's something you eat for dessert, and I think it's delicious. It, it picks me up, that's for sure. <laughs> right. But as you said, it's, you know, it's, it's all a matter of also, you know, knowing when. It, it's the timing of things, too. Yes, correct. Um, Talk a little bit about, we have a few more minutes, talk a little bit about um, the way that you eat. You know, that's one thing that I learned when I was studying vegetarianism and macrobiotics and, and, you know, the more spiritual way of eating, that it's not just what you eat, it's how you eat. Yes, well, I think that's true. I think um, a lot of, at least people in this country and and, uh, more increasingly, um, I think sometimes if you eat just in front of the television or on the run, um, that that's not really as mindful uh, an eating 
habit as it could be. You know, I, I think I like quiet time when I eat, or sometimes I like to have, you know, I'll be with someone and have a great conversation. Um, sometimes um, if I'm a bit under the weather, I might be coming down with something, I'll make a big pot of shiitake mushroom soup, which is a, a soup I add a lot of vegetables and burdock root, and, and then, you know, I, I'll, I'll eat that up and feel much, much better. I generally feel, get over it. It's like the chicken soup, a vegetarian chicken soup mm-hmm. of the soul, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I, I try to cook things. If I'm in a certain mood, I have a lot of time, then I'll whip up something. It'll take an hour or more. But most of the time I plan uh, maybe 20 minutes to half an hour, and then, and then I eat, sit down and I eat very quietly. Mm-hmm. I just think that's uh, uh, important. And then I eat according to also my instincts. If, if it's cold out, you know, I'm going to eat foods that are going to heat me up and warm me up. Mm-hmm. And if it's summer, then I'll eat cooling foods. So I would imagine that, you know, if you're going to have a heavy discussion with someone, mm-hmm. it's better not to do it around food. A heavy discussion? A heavy. Like, let's say that you, you oh, know, you're yeah. really talking or it's emotional or there's an emotional right. issue. Yes, of course. Not to yes. be doing it around food. Yes, oh, I agree. I, uh, to me, uh, it's a celebration. Uh, you know, right. sometimes I, I'm, you know, may not have enough time, so I'm, I may eat, you know, may not have as much time, but food for me is, it, it is a time that's very important and I, I, I take the time out to, to do it and have uh, the joy of eating it, cooking it, and the abundance that my body receives. But, yes, I agree. It's not a time to uh, <laughs> air things out, so to speak, right. because your digest everything, it, it should be, a, a, you know, just like you can spiritually nurture yourself, it's time to, uh, you know, really uh, nurture your body, too. Um, do we have time at all for a quick recipe? Uh, I think we do. We have about two and a half minutes, so, yes, I think we do. Okay. Well, I have one that is is surefire that it's a marinade that goes over tofu. And for people out there who say, "Oh, I, I don't eat tofu because it doesn't taste good or whatever," mm-hmm. this is great. It's yeah. What you do is you take um, a cup of salad oil, any kind of really good quality uh, salad oil, um, a quarter a cup of uh, sesame oil, uh, two tablespoons of lemon juice, a quarter cup of uh, tamari or shoyu and two tablespoons of rice wine vinegar. And you stir that all up, and you can make yourself a nice salad with tofu and Chinese cabbage, mm-hmm. carrots, scallions. Mm-hmm. And then what I add at the end, I make a what's called gamasio, which is just see, a fresh uh, sesame seeds that I dry roast in a pan with a touch of sea salt. And I put that on, and it's a condiment used in Japan. A lot of macrobiotics actually use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it enhances the flavor. It's high in protein and less salt. So I'm just throwing that out. It's one of the top, uh, uh, really, salads. Because the blood root, they always change seasonally, the salads, but we always had to keep the tofu on because of this mm. wonderful marinade. Mm. So if also anybody's interested in more of the recipes, they should go to the website and uh Which is www.bloodroot.com. Correct. Okay. And so that recipe is, is, is a soy-based, tamari-based. Yes, it's got, but you can also get some... Um, you, and if people are concerned about, you know, sometimes wheat and so forth, you can mm-hmm. get a wheat-free tamari and put mm-hmm. that in and, mm-hmm. and so forth. But uh, between that and my shiitake mushroom soup, which is my own invention, uh, you could live off of that for <laughs> almost those two things very, very easily. Uh-huh. Well, when we come back, we'll do the shiitake mushroom. Okay, great. That would be wonderful. All righty. Okay. My uh-huh. guest today is Betsy Beaven. She's the co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, including The Political Palette. 
She was co-founder and professional chef at Bloodroot Vegetarian Restaurant for 24 years. This restaurant was named one of the top vegetarian restaurants in the country by Vegetarian Times. Log on to bloodroot.com. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. There's plenty more. Call us after the break. We'd love to hear from you at 888-335-5204. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun Crimes Hit Home, a public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plesner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Tereskin. And as I always say, Voice America is right here, and they believe that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. That's why my program, Positive Living, is here. You can call us at 800 or 888-335-5204. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We're talking today about food, how food nourishes you, how food takes care of you, how food is a celebration. 
little bit different from what we're usually talking about with food, like what to eat and what not to eat and low carb and high carb and low fat and no fat. And I mean, after a while, you're very confused of what to eat at all. <laughs> but, you know, really. Okay, my guest today is Betsy Beaven. She's the co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, and we're not necessarily talking about vegetarian, but she's the, the co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, including The Political Palette. She was co-founder and professional chef at Bloodroot Vegetarian Restaurant for 24 years, which was named one of the top 10 vegetarian restaurants in the country by Vegetarian Times. You can log on to bloodroot.com. Okay, Betsy, if people, um, let's see, let's say that people really want to change what they eat, and they're maybe eating a very heavy meat-based diet or a high-fat diet, um, and, you know, they've been told by their doctor that they've really got to watch their cholesterol, that their energy is low, that they're eating foods that aren't so good for them. So, and someone is listening who either is in that position or has a family member that just doesn't have eating habits that are serving them. How would you start, Betsy? What would you say to folks? Well, I suppose one of the things I would do, um, because I do get this question a lot, is I would... Uh, tell them to get themselves into a natural foods uh, supermarket or okay. market. That's the first thing I do um, because a place like, say, Wild Oats, um, which is really devoted to the excellence in, in produce, they have a lot of literature that you can just pick up, very simple, that gives you guidelines to you know how to begin to eat a better, uh, healthier way of life uh, without sacrificing taste or anything. Um, that's probably the first thing is to educate yourself, um, not just with what doctors are saying, but to do it yourself. And, and um, there are a lot of books. There's a lot of information out there to do your own research. But then in the end, uh, to come in and make some simple decisions, start on a Start simple. Start with eating uh, more salads maybe in your diet if you're not doing that. Um, cook up some grains you've never cooked up before. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Otherwise, people get overwhelmed and they're, they're, in, the, they're in the focusing on, um, on, on, on what they think they should be doing. Uh, and, and, and everyone's different. Everybody's body chemistry is different. But if you go to a, a market, uh, a natural foods market, uh, right away you're going to have a variety of things to, to buy. You're going to have information there to guide you and, and just start out day by day. Make a simple change each day or each week. Uh, you know, Certainly like when you, you move to a diet, say the macrobiotic diet, uh, lots of people right away start feeling much, much better um, because they're getting a lot of nutrients that um, you know, if they've been eating fast food diets, they're not going to get. But uh, it doesn't. You, you, everyone has to go by according. You have. To, it's a matter of listening to your to your body and using common sense. Betsy, would you say? Would you advise people just to eat fresh? I mean, you know, to maybe go to the health food market and, you know, buy the stuff. And they talk about eating on the outer perimeters of the aisle, which is more your dairy and your vegetables and your meats yeah. or your poultry or fish. Yes, uh, I do think that that's true. I, I, I that probably uh, would be. The emphasis I would put on it, although there are a lot of products um, on the inner aisles that are very good. That you know, it's to me, it's important that I have something that doesn't have a lot of artificial sweeteners and anything that's artificial and dyes and so forth. Um, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about trans fatty acids and let's talk about things like, for example, decaf coffee that mm-hmm. does have chemicals in it, or margarine. It right. does have chemicals. I mean, people are eating margarine instead of butter, and they're eating having decaf instead of regular coffee, but they're getting chemicals. 
or they're eating, you know, things that have processed or trans fatty acids, which finally now they're putting, they're, they're talking about that on the labels. Talk right. about that. Well, you know, um, it's not that I'm an expert on those things. I don't, personally, I don't drink decaf because I don't particularly like, uh, I, I like, to, if I'm going to have coffee, which I rarely do, but I do have it, um, I want good organic coffee and I want it to be coffee. Um, and um, I, I don't eat margarine. I don't like the taste of margarine. Butter is there really fresh, good butter. Um, um, it's something I've always used, and I, I. So you know, it's just those aren't. I've I've never gone where the fads and the trends are, uh, for the most part, with foods. And now, of course, they're they're um, turning it all around. Now they're saying, in some some cases, it's actually better to be eating butter because. Um, uh, the oils, uh, you know, uh, with margarines uh, are not necessarily the best things to eat. But I don't really come from that place. I, I really go, because I've had an experience of eating a diversity of foods, I, I listen to myself. Mm-hmm. So I just don't happen to eat those foods. Um, some people might, you know, might want to do that, but I just don't. I mean, they, they, it doesn't taste as good to me as, as what I call a real cup of coffee or some butter. There's just mm-hmm. no substitute for me. Mm-hmm. But you know, not every some people are vegan, so they don't want to eat butter. Mm-hmm. In which case, you know, you go and you find yourself a good quality oil, and make them, uh, you know, use oils on in your food. So, um, but you know, yes, tell, go ahead. Tell our listeners what you think is the real problem with the fast foods. What's the real problem there? Um, they're fillers. Uh, people are on the run, and uh, I think uh, the way that the meats are, uh, you know, the way the animals are treated. Uh, their their um, factory farm there's a lot of sort of cruelty involved in it um, mm-hmm. it's mass produced and um, some people you know just it's just they're they're very very high fat content mm-hmm. and um, you know it, it's while people have adapted to that taste um, it's not really uh, again uh, what I would call mindful eating you know that that that's what that's what I think. And the fillers are not good for you, correct? Well, no, they're not. And um, and so again, um, while I, I I really try to focus on on the foods that are are fresh, and uh, and even if people are eating meat, try to get meat that's hormone free for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just will notice the different. Your your body will respond differently. You'll feel. I think the energy level uh, changes too. Uh, and there's less sugars and so forth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when you yeah. eat fresh like that. Well, you know, in, in these cookbooks, the perennial political palette, the second seasonal political palette, and the po- political palette, there's also some philosophy here. One of the things that they talk about, they talk about purpose, but they also talk about ethnic food yes. and, the, and the types of ethnic food and the reasons to eat a variety of ethnic foods. Talk right. about that, Betsy. <clears throat> well, to me... Um, whether you are a vegetarian or not, uh, to eat a variety of foods is is just key to living for me, and also just plain fun. Um, down in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, where the, uh, the the restaurant is currently, there what's wonderful is there are so many local ethnic um, stores. So, for instance, uh, if I wanted to make an Asian meal, I could go in and buy you know uh, some. Seaweed, kombu, and tofu, and shoyu, which is soy sauce, some dried shiitake mushrooms, some, um, you know, and so forth. And uh, maybe I would want to make um, a Japanese recipe. I could get some, um, 
you know, some uh, some some rices from Japan, or or the Indian markets, which I adore, uh, where I can buy basmati rice and uh, all the dolls. There are hundreds of different dolls which are lentils, uh, and then uh, turmeric right from from the stores. And so, uh, if I went to an Italian grocery store, I'd get the wrinkled olives, the large green olives, maybe some good uh, mozzarella, uh, you know, that sort of thing, good olive oil. And the Greek markets, which I adore, where I can buy phyllo pastry and uh, uh, giganti beans, which are wonderful beans uh, mm-hmm. to cook for. So, you know, uh, it, it, it to me, it's like going into New York City, you know, where, you know, you go to the, the Asian markets, the Indian markets, and that's how I really learned all my cooking. Uh, by reading Time Life books and, and what about folks that don't like certain things? For example, mm-hmm. they don't like really hot, spicy food, so they stay away from Indian food. Right. Or they don't like uh, really sour things, so they'll stay away from certain kinds of maybe I don't know Asian food. Or yes. so I guess the question is, how do you get around that? How do I get around that? Yeah, how would you advise people? Would you say, well, not all Indian food is spicy? Well, yes, that's true. I mean, the variety of Indian food is is unfathomable. I mean, it's it's just in the South there are many vegetarians and vegetarian recipes. In the North there are more meat eaters. Um, So it's a variety. Lots of foods are not spicy at all. Uh, it's really in the South that you have the, the spiciest of foods. And simply, uh, it's a matter of proportion. Maybe you want to make the food, you just leave that spice out. Um, everyone has to go according to the reason that they are so spicy, you know, that's part of the culture is they also kick off, you know, kill any of the bugs and, and so forth that, uh, you know, you can pick up by by some of the water and so forth that uh, people are concerned about in, in India. But the, a lot of these chilies will just, that's it. They they clean out your system. So there's reasons for all of these things that everyone has to go according to their own taste. I would just say then some people, um, you know, just don't like spicy, then just don't do that. Moderate it. You know, use other kinds of spices that don't have the hotness to them because there's all kinds of mm-hmm. spices, but not all of them are hot. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's basically what I would say. Mm-hmm. And, um, right. yeah. All right, we have about a minute, so if you want to give us one more recipe before we go to break. Yes, I I have a great recipe that many people um, uh, love and have used. It's called shiitake mushroom from the perennial political palate, and I'll read it quickly. Um, I add some burdock root to it. It's a soup if you're feeling a little under the weather in some way. uh, It picks you right up. It's like chicken soup. Only it's vegetarian, uh, but you don't have to be sick to enjoy it. In fact, it's uh, it's something you can eat anytime. It's wonderful. Okay, it's um, you soak twelve dried shiitake mushrooms um, in two quarts of water for about a half an hour until they soften up, and then you squeeze them. You remove them and squeeze them and save the, the all the soaking liquid, um, and then you uh, slice each one of them very thin and set them aside. This is a stir fry recipe that becomes soup. Then you take uh, one small onion, chop it up, and thinly slice one carrot, one or two carrots. And if it's winter, you could slice up uh, a small yam. If it's the summer, you could do summer squash, set it aside. Then in a soup kettle, you heat up uh, two tablespoons of oil. I put a little sesame oil um, and then a little, any other kind of oil, perhaps olive oil, whatever you like. Saute the shiitakes very quickly till they turn brown. Add the onion, maybe a little more sesame oil at this point. The, then the carrots and the yams, 
And then towards the end, when this is all stir-fried up, I add in about a cup of Chinese cabbage, which I love, mm. uh, a clove of garlic, and a half a tablespoon of fresh ginger. Mm. And if um, I want something to be a little more pungent, I'll put in some fresh burdock root, too, which is something you can mm. buy in the health food stores and supermarkets. Add, uh, turn all the vegetables into the pot and stir it up frequently. And then when everything is well browned, Put, add the shiitake liquid that you've set aside, mm-hmm. bring it to a boil, and at the last minute throw in some fresh spinach leaves, a third of a cup of soy sauce, and some fresh grated pepper. And I serve them with what's called jiminju soba noodles. They're buckwheat noodles that have wild yams in them that grow uh, in the northern part of Japan, and I throw them in, and it adds a pleasant texture to the soup. Sounds wonderful. And we'll yep. give out the page in the cookbook when we come back. Okay, great. My guest is Betsy Beaven, co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, including The Political Palette. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Positive Living. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Informative. Educational. Insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Connecting your world, the Internet's number one talk and information station, voiceamerica.com. How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Positive Living brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, successful lives. You can call us on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we'll rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Today we're talking about food, good food, the positive aspects of food, eating well, eating healthy, being mindful. My guest is Betsy Beaton. She's the co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, including The Political Palette. She was co-founder and professional chef at the Bloodroot Vegetarian Restaurant for 24 years, which was named one of the top 10 vegetarian restaurants in the country by Vegetarian Times. You can log on to bloodroot.com. Now, Betsy, even though you were at a vegetarian restaurant and you've written these cookbooks, you are not telling people that they should be vegetarian, are you? And tell us why you're not. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think that's uh, uh, you know a part of what what I would do. I mean, I I think there are a lot of good reasons, but um, that that that's you know er, er, for everyone it's their own individual um, decisions. I think the 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 beauty of the restaurant is that it does show the diversity of foods that can be eaten that are vegetarian, that are ethnic and seasonal, and that's the brilliance of the restaurant. Uh, and uh, of Bloodroot, uh, really, um, to be able to eat a diversity in, in, of, of just wonderful recipes. But no, everybody's different, and I think um, some people need to have and want the protein of, of um, you know, of meat, and fish, and so forth, and chicken, and so forth. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying that uh, at all. I, I just say that it is an alternative, and for the people who are doing it, um, it's great to have good food and good recipes to, to follow, really. Which I wouldn't mind doing another one or two. <laughs> Got some good ones here. Betsy, in your 24 years of, of being a chef mm-hmm. and being a founder, yep. what would you say was the greatest lesson that you learned for yourself, um, personally and professionally? Um, I think. Well, that's a very interesting question. Um, I think that um, to do something and to do it well. Uh, was is was the most important thing in, in a lot of ways. If I'm going to to do something, whatever it is, I want to do my very very best. Um, I want it to reflect me and um, you know who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And so if I do a recipe that someone loves um, and they sit around and say, "Oh, it's the best thing I ever ate," uh, it gives me a lot of pride and joy to be able to have share that joy with someone else um, and to know that I did it well. Um, I think, you know, your own personal integrity with whatever you do, that you should do it uh, as best as possible um, and know that you can succeed. Um, I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really someone who's always in, wants to be in solution-based thinking. Right. So I would say that. Yeah. What about what you learned about food? Um, what I learned about food, because frankly I was what you call a, a Twinkie kid. I, I, I hate a lot really? of... Yes, yeah, before I actually uh, learned how to cook and do all these wonderful things, I, I did not eat very well. I ate too much sugar, and I, I just uh, grew up in the early 70s. I, I, I just kind of drifted in that way, and then as I began to learn uh, these wonderful foods, um, I, I changed totally. My, my body, my energy, everything did. Um, I would just say uh, probably the delicious taste of foods, the diversity, and um, in many ways, the many people that I met over the years that shared a recipe with me. I was in India one time, and this 
woman spent, I got up at 5 in the morning and she showed me this recipe that went on for hours. <laughs> she wouldn't let me write it down. She said, no, just visual, get it in your brain. And I just so appreciated that she was sharing something so precious. And I think um, I think the, the being able to share that with other people um, who have given me so much, um, I would I would say that's it, that, that being able to share a good meal and to learn the vitality and value of food mm-hmm. um, and to appreciate it on a level I never did before. Mm-hmm. It's food, that it's much more than food is what you're saying. Yes. It's part of nourishment. It's yes. part of celebration. Yes. It's part of taking care of yourself. It's a part yes. of appreciating life. It's a part of loving yourself, really. Mm. When you eat good food, it means in many ways that you're loving yourself. And that's the mm. most important thing that you can ever do. Um, and I know it, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's to me that I say that in the most profound you know, way. You know, I, I, when I was in Europe, what I noticed is that Europeans will eat so differently from Americans. And, you know, many times they'll eat the rich desserts and they'll eat the foods high in fat. But it's the way they eat. You know, they'll sit down and they'll eat late. And I'm not sure I love the late eating. Yeah. But it's. A, I'll tell you what. When I was, you know, when I was in Spain, I mean, you sat down for two hours. Yeah. And it it is like a real celebration. And a friend of mine who lived in Italy for years said to me, you know, you'd never think in Europe of standing over the kitchen sink and eating on fast food. You, and you wouldn't eat between meals. Right. You just you don't do that. No. You just it's just very special. Right. 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 And I think uh, that informs uh, how you how you think about everything. Really, it's a very important time, and uh, I just think there's a lot of focus on what I should and shouldn't do, and on lack in a sense. And mm-hmm. I just never approach food that way, um, and still don't. Um, okay. So, you know, I, I know what you're saying. It's a different habit. Uh, I have the habit of enjoying mindfully eating. Right. And All right, and if you want to leave, because we're just about. Ready for clothes. So if there's anything you'd like to leave our listeners with today about eating well, about food, or about being vegetarian or not, what, what would you, in, in your 24 years of experience of owning a restaurant and cooking and being a chef, what would you say to folks? I would say, first of all, to trust yourself, okay, um, and um, to the next time you sit down to eat, to really appreciate it. Um, to appreciate uh, the labor that went into it, uh, to um, and to just appreciate taking the time to feed yourself, uh, mm-hmm. and and to realize that life is abundance, and and food is is a huge part of it, and and the variety of foods that exist from all over the world, uh, to just try to open up your mind and explore it, um, and uh, if you're used to a certain way of eating. Maybe open up your mind and uh, bring yourself out to a, a good restaurant somewhere that you've never eaten, you've never tried that food, and just give it a try and see what happens. Uh, experience the joy of, of the new mm. uh, in your life and, and uh, open yourself up to um, diversity. That's what I would say. Thank you so much, Betsy. Oh, well, thank you. This has just been a great show. Thank you. Stay on the line. Thank you. Yep. My guest has been Betsy Beaven, co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, including The Political Palette. She was co-founder and professional chef at Bloodwood Vegetarian Restaurant for 24 years, which was named one of the top 10 vegetarian restaurants in the country. And you can log on to bloodroot.com. Next week, I'm on the 19th of September, I'm going to be interviewing Donald Yance, who is an expert clinical herbalist and certified nutritionist. He's the author of Herbal Medicine, Healing, 
and cancer thriving beyond surviving, elite herbs and natural compounds for mastering stress and aging. He will discuss an integrated health system that restores balance and harmony within the human body. And his company is Natura Health Products, which he founded, www.natura, N-A-T-U-R-A, healthproducts.com. So he has some really wonderful, uh, some wonderful material in terms of his book, Oval Medicine, Healing and Cancer, Thriving Beyond Surviving. Okay, folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. I have a second show that's locally where I live. It's been on the air eight years. It's Positive Living. I believe in Positive Living. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I want to tell you that I wish you joy and success and happiness, and there are always solutions to issues. That's what we're all about. We can have a joy-filled life. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day. Listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. 